Welcome everyone, this is the 31 Days of Dread, and I am your host, Peter A. DeLuca, aka Pad, and this is where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. That's 30, if you can't count, that's 31 movies celebrating the greatest genre of them all, the greatest experimentational platform of them all, the greatest young filmmaker discoverer of them all. It is horror, 31 days coming at you. Look out, ghouls and ghosts, it gets spooky. Alright everyone, coming out of that intro hot, this is what I call the telethon portion of the podcast. This is where I pitch myself to you for your support. Your support means everything to me because we're, we're, we're fighting. The AKA Pad Army is fighting against algorithms everywhere algorithms I, I ate some cereal earlier today i dumped it into my bowl and it was full of algorithms okay bad joke all right sharing this podcast telling your friends about it leaving comments leaving reviews this is how we grow aka pads audio audacity your support there is more valuable than than than, than anything other than like a high five in person because i'd love a high five in person No joke, people. I feel like it's been years getting to this moment. Years of waiting to finally discuss Scream. An insanely important movie. Like, late 90s. Hollywood and all. Like, going into the year. 1999. 1999 is what I consider to be one of top two, top three most impactful years in Hollywood history. We're building into that, so we have to put that into a little bit of the context when we consider Scream as one of the absolute greatest horror movies of all time. 1996, Wes Craven and a newborn. We all know his name, right? Kevin Williamson. Kevin Williamson becomes another Quentin Tarantino. Great screenplay out of nowhere. Takes over Hollywood. And with Inso taking over Hollywood, I mean, the story itself is Scream. Ke- Kevin Williamson, the mastermind behind Scream, gains, builds, creates this giant franchise just out of sheer will, sheer talent. And then along the way, within a few short years, he gets mashed up. 1998, Halloween, H2O. 1998, The Faculty. 1999, Teaching Miss Tingle. He's not involved with the screenplay for Scream 3. Then it's Curse. Then it's Venom. Dawson's Creek. He does a ton of TV work. Doesn't come back to Scream until Scream 4, 2011. I've long said, I've long thought this. If Kevin Williamson was a part of Scream 3, this is... Like something, this is a fantasy. This is something to be hunt. Like, you know, we should want to see his original story notes for Scream 3. Because we're dealing with this long form complex narrative. And it's the first time we're like really rolling around in long form meta too. Again, something that complements itself highly. The comedies, if you look at the Austin Power movies, there's a lot of 
similarities in the way it's laid out, okay? And we're also dealing with 90s content. So, like, there's there's all these little, like, dynamic combustible elements. But Kevin Williamson was a part of the cell for Scream for so long. And then, like, what do we have? What do we have right now? January of this coming year, we have the fifth Scream movie since then. We've had three MTV, one VH1 TV series titled Scream. So the franchise has become this other entity. It's this bigger, 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 bigger idea. And because of that, when we, like, we might have ideas, preconceived notions of when we go into the original, we might expect different things and here's the best idea if you appreciate a lot of the what i would call slasher deconstruction at the end of the 31 days of dread i'm peter a deluca by the way peter a deluca 31 days of dread at the end of this journey we're going to be talking about fear street from netflix fear street is another deconstruction of the slasher cabin in the woods deconstruction of the slasher and we get these deconstructions down they're very common but it started with scream and it started with a very odd blend i mean a perfect weird blender like they poured these things into a blender you know they got themselves a mold and we got something very unique very special we have young hollywood in scream we have a meta slasher movie with scream we have Wes Craven, the guy behind Nightmare on Elm Street, icon behind Scream. We have a screenplay, up-and-comer, up-and-comer creator who really proved himself, Kevin Williamson in Scream. Dimension, new studio, spinoff of Miramax, Scream. Okay, they, they, they used to call New Line Cinema the house that Freddie built. Dimension is the house that Scream built. Then we have a cast who, uh, like, almost everyone that Scream touched, top to bottom, went on to really be a solid creator. We're talking music. We're talking, like, everywhere. And we have also the emergence of Wes Craven becoming a horror icon. I get you're an icon when you create Freddy Krueger. But when you create, again, very similar to James Wan, back-to-back giant franchises, you're one of the greats. And I would say James Wan essentially could be our, like, again, like modern-day Wes Craven. So there's all these things about this movie that I like. It's teenage. It's angsty. It's... um. These kids are not impressed. I mean, the beginning of this movie is so freaking good with Drew Barrymore. One of the uh, scream is tropes within tropes. It's almost like a lot of these episodes, I want to talk to you for about 10 minutes for the 31 Days of Dread. I, and I almost feel like Scream just needs notes. And I think Scream really lends itself to the intention of audio audacity, which is long-form conversation. Because it, it goes in so many different directions. But one of the trope within Scream is the, the person on the poster is going to die early. Someone in 
the top billing will die early. This movie we have Drew Barrymore. Next movie we have Jada Pinkett Smith. It's it's amazing. Okay, so we have this murder, and then within the framework, the context of and the logic of the movie, these kids are not impressed by it. <laughs> they're not. They're like the the one line that I love is um, they're they're walking up the stairway in the beginning of this movie and. Uh, what's her name? The, the Prescott girls. Like, oh, she's like such and such. Uh, I sat next to her in history class, and Rose McGowan's like, you don't anymore. And I, I really feel like that that solidifies this freaking movie. The teenagers in this movie, they're they they're very Tarantino. They're very hyper. They're stylized, but they're some of the best teenagers we've ever seen on screen. Kevin Williamson. Okay, look, he he goes off. I know what you did last summer, right? He look, he does scream. I know what you did last summer and scream too, all within two years. I know what you did last summer. Multiple direct video sequels, but Amazon just dropped a I know what you did last summer series for Halloween. So I mean, like he creates things that last. Now the crazy thing. Is like the faculty never really stuck. I think the faculty is awesome. I, I know I tried to watch Teaching Miss Tingle a few times. Couldn't really get that to land. Um, you know, I, I'm very curious about Halloween H2O at this point. I might just throw that in as like one of these bonus episodes that I've been planning. So, Scream's just important because it shows you the power of the screenplay. The screenplay for Scream is as important as the screenplay for The Matrix, Pulp Fiction, Clerks. It's in this category. Usual suspects. I think a category that no no longer lasts, no longer exists within Hollywood. And then the story for Scream. I mean, we set up Cotton Weary. Cotton Leary. Cotton. In a couple throwaway shots. And he's a major character in 2 and 3. Even though he doesn't last long in the third one. But major character. We have this unraveling of the slasher-like complex. The, the, the slasher trope. It's like a like an onslaught on what Hollywood's been spoon-feeding us. This is the meta aspect. Randy... Jamie Kennedy is, he's a character that is us, he speaks from us, works at a video store, longing for uh, <laughs> for Naomi Campbell. And then it's like this backstory with the, the Prescott family, the mother, uh, another amazing horror movie trope is the, the father disappears. So it's it's a child, it's a teenager alone. And it's very unnoticeable as the movie marches on because you are guessing. You're you're just like moving forward. But again, horror movies can't have parents. They just it do, they don't exist if they have parents. So it's all of these things. And Matthew Lillard, like it, like it's endless. It's an endless performance, like masterpiece. And and you really have to credit Wes Craven. Wes Craven knew exactly what direction to give what to get out of these people what he wanted so good casting good direction like again there are few errors within screen visually the design of the ghost face mask the poster design 
um, black with a little bit of red on white. Again, like these are the visuals that are programmed into our like consciousness when it comes to Scream. So this is, I mean, I said it leading up to this. Scream is one, two, and three. The greatest horror trilogy of all time that's fully self-aware is being a trilogy and being a sequel as the movie marches on. Now, I remember when, like, a lot of this stuff hit the press, like Entertainment Weekly, Premiere Magazine, Variety, because I would read all these things. And it was like, as soon as Scream was a hit, it was like, boom, like, we got two and three ready to go. So we saw a lot of this like early experimentation with unloading like a long form uh, story, like like you know like these things would always be baked into the dough. Now it's very common for Scream, and I would say like the bigger payoff for that would have been as quickly that they went into the Matrix and the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogies because those are trilogies. You know, Scream is the greatest of the horror trilogies. It's also one of the greatest trilogies of all time. Uh, you know, I do put Pirates. I do put Matrix. You know, trilogy is a limited category. But most of them, here's like a, the unpopular thought. And I'm not even a fan of like Dark Knight Rises. But I do feel like it does work as a trilogy. Most of these trilogies are successful. They're far more successful than the final season of a lot of tv shows so everyone we're doing scream we're um i'm gonna try and do like a double drop like one and two and then two and um one and two and then three and four because i do want to talk about the fourth one um fourth one may not be labeled as a part of the 31 days of dread because i do want to get into hellraiser with all of you that's really what we have coming jennifer's body we have coming uh, I'm bumping what we do in the shadows just because it's a good bump. It's fair because I enjoy that TV show far more than I enjoy what we do in the shadows as a movie. Uh, the movie is kind of disappointing if you get into the TV show first. So a little bit of adjustment. We're marching on uh, right now tonight. Just so you guys know what I'm doing. I'm watching Freddy like all night gearing up for the, the final run of the 31 Days of Dread. So, we got a lot of cooking. Uh, I just can't recommend Scream enough. It, and it is top 5 trilogy ever, top horror movie trilogy ever, top 10 horror movie ever. And that's it. Okay? I mean, it's hard to beat. So, everyone, 31 Days of Dread, rock and roll. Let's do this. And to continue this telethon, we're not talking about high five. There's other ways to support me. I, I'm a living professional. I'm a full-time freelancer. Anything you see on this, like here on this podcast or see my social media, I, I make everything. It's all made by me. That's a part of my pitch to you. And you can purchase professional services through akapad.com. That's a pipeline to me if you want to send me a message. But also while you're there, you can sign up for my newsletter. You're going to get deals. You're going to get coupons. You're going to get two free trading cards mailed to you free worldwide. And they're two Wolfpack trading cards, two original characters, you know, for upcoming comic book work. And speaking of comic books, you can go to Etsy, type in Uzi Susie, and that's where you're going to find my mini comic. You can purchase existing issues and pre-order upcoming issues along with bundles if you missed any like issue one, two, or three or whatever. There, 
Uzi Suzy is waiting for you, and keep an eye on Indiegogo. A lot of my bigger comic book projects will be available through Indiegogo. All of those updates will be here on this podcast, so if you're a regular listener, I'll let you know we can rock and roll from there. So everyone, thank you so much, and feel free to reach out to me on social media, aka Pad69, Instagram, and Xbox. That's right, you can play Halo with me, just straight up aka pad on twitter straight up aka pad on the facebook my business page is there my personal page is there hey be a personal friend of mine i don't care let's talk movies let's talk creativity let's talk fun and just who cares do you like you know the transformer movies i love them we can talk about that all night so meet me there and we'll rock and roll let's get talking we got a movie to discuss